0: Hello and welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff. My name is Greg Kuhn. Sometimes people call me the Law of Attraction Science Guy. I'm a speaker, I'm an author, I'm a podcaster, I'm an intentional manifesting coach. I invite you to think of Manifest the Big Stuff as a check in and a tune up for manifestors who, like me and like you, are looking to create their realities more intentionally. In each episode, I share ideas, techniques, tips, all designed to help you become a more powerful architect of your reality. I'm excited to be with you today because we have a great topic, manifesting life intentionally rather than by default. Today, of course, I'm going to share what manifesting by default is. I'm going to share why you're manifesting life by default in the first place. Then I'm going to reveal why it's important to manifest life more intentionally. And you don't want to miss it when I lay out exactly how to incorporate a learn, grow, change, manifesting focus to do this. And today is a live vodcast slash podcast. We have a studio audience with us ready to discuss today's cool topic when I'm finished recording. If you'd like to be part of my next audience, simply go to my website, which is manifestthebigstuff.com and click on the community tab in the navigation bar. You'll find the registration form there to join us. And to make sure that you know about all my podcasts and live events, as well as get exclusive content from me, which means available nowhere else, Please join me in my Facebook manifesting group. It's called Manifest the Big Stuff with Greg Kuhn, creating our realities together. There's a link to this amazing group in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening to it or watching it. You can also look it up on Facebook. I'd love to have you join this dynamic manifesting community. Please do it today. This episode, Is about default manifesting and intentional manifesting why you should consider ditching the default variety and how you can do that so let's get into it to begin do you remember being a newborn i don't but i know this having been a newborn and having created three of my own A newborn must learn to manifest a version of reality. A newborn must learn to manifest life. We were all born with an organ, a brain, that allows us to collapse the quantum field or the one consciousness into this material reality. But as newborns, we had no idea how to create our reality we had to learn, we had to be taught. And the most important thing we had to learn were beliefs. We had to have beliefs or understandings about how everything here worked to manifest our own unique version of all this. Why? Because beliefs manifest the form, function, meaning, and value of every part of your life of every part of your unique version of reality. So you, like me, eagerly soaked up beliefs from your caregivers from the moment you opened your eyes until you had what you needed, which occurred sometime during your late elementary school years. You inherited your beliefs. The initial lesson bestowed upon you was the distinction between brightness and obscurity, or light and dark. Then you were taught to comprehend the fundamental dimensions of this universe, namely height, width, and depth. Those initial tenets formed the bedrock of your beliefs, serving as a catalyst for the formation and structure of your reality. You continued inheriting beliefs that allowed you to manifest the form and function of reality, encompassing various aspects such as names, designations, hues, textures, solidity, and weight. For instance, you acquired knowledge about the nature and function of your physical body, along with how it should serve you. You learned that material reality usually adhered to strict rules, many of which lay beyond your ability to modify. Simultaneously, you inherited beliefs that allowed you to manifest the meaning and value of your reality, composed of things like expectations, obligations, impact, and appearance. For instance, you became familiar with the concept of threats and learned how to respond to them. It became evident to you that life occasionally entailed perilous situations, which both informed And justified your fears. What does this have to do with manifesting intentionally rather than by default? Manifesting life by default means navigating life with the beliefs you inherited during childhood. We're all familiar with this mode of living or manifesting your life. You embrace the joyful moments and endure the challenging ones. Because sometimes, for some of your most important desires, there just doesn't seem to be many alternatives available when things go awry. During challenging or painful parts of your life, default manifesting has you relying on incapable beliefs, beliefs you inherited that are not able to manifest a version of reality in form, function, meaning, or value that you desire. Beliefs that manifest versions of life that don't serve you, that don't meet your needs, that don't live up to your desires for them. Most of us continue using default settings, the beliefs we inherited, to solve the very pain they're causing. We try to resolve these challenges with what proves to be inadequate ways of engaging with the sources of our pain. For example, manufacturing excessively optimistic emotions as a response to the painful ones our life is eliciting. However, even if you become proficient in managing these painful parts of your life, you usually find yourself having to do it again and again because the root issues don't change. Your life is still manifested in seemingly unnecessarily painful ways. The good news is that you don't ever have to manifest your life by default by using your inherited beliefs. You can manifest any part of your life more intentionally, anytime you choose. But I want to be clear here, though. Default manifesting is not inherently bad or always problematic. In fact, when the beliefs you inherited are capable of manifesting desirable versions of reality... It's wise to leave them unchanged. Unless you have a penchant for change solely for the sake of it, there's no need to fix something that's not broken. The challenges associated with the fault manifesting actually come from whom you inherited your beliefs. You acquired beliefs from imperfect people. I know that's surprising, right? Right. People like you and me, who could only pass along what we know. Even the most well-meaning caregivers inevitably teach children beliefs that are incapable of manifesting desirable versions of reality for them, especially later in life. Despite the love your parents had for you and their best efforts, it is inevitable that you have inherited such beliefs. Consider the potential havoc caused by manifesting reality based on certain parenting choices that inadvertently missed the mark. For instance, imagine a scenario where your mother had a rigid expectation for you to be physically fit and well-groomed. In her well-intentioned manner, she responded to your objections with tough love. In this example, despite your mother's good intentions, You adopted the belief that you are responsible for making her happy by being thin and attractive. This belief would still be there in your subconscious, where your beliefs were stored as you inherited them. In adulthood, however, you simply substitute new people that you're responsible for making happy and install different things you're required to do to make them happy. With this belief ingrained in your default settings, your adult relationships become susceptible to unhealthy expectations, leading to painful misunderstandings and eventually resentment. Unfortunately, it is almost certain that you inherited incapable beliefs and that they still persist within your default settings. You needed beliefs to manifest reality after all, and you weren't in any position, nor were you empowered to pick and choose. So when default manifesting has run its course, when the status quo has become too painful for whatever reasons, how do you start manifesting intentionally? It's not complicated, actually. Simply use a learn, grow, and change manifesting model to guide you. Now, This is the model everything I teach is based on, and it aligns with the nature of systems. You yourself are a system, and when a system changes, it automatically transforms its surrounding environment in accord with those changes. Just like a system, by modifying or growing your beliefs and your ways of engaging with reality you reshape your reality. Using a learn, grow, and change manifesting model allows you to mold reality through this very process. And before I get into describing this manifesting process though, I have one caveat. On certain occasions, you should prioritize changing your outside environment first. There are instances particularly when your safety or the safety of a loved one is in peril, where you should make changes to your outside environment first. But once you have accounted for safety, learning, growing, and changing is about changing yourself to change your reality. And it always works. Why? Because this is a realm over which you always have control, and you always possess The capability to act upon. There are definitely occasions when maintaining your internal focus is more challenging, yet you can always do your best at it. Changing your reality through self-transformation positions you as the catalyst for those changes. While outcomes cannot be guaranteed, being the source of change nurtures the highest potential for positive transformations. Let's examine the components of the learn, grow, and change manifesting model that I teach. Let me start with a story. It was during the summer of 2016 that I first began to encounter this manifesting model, albeit in a rudimentary form. I had been running since early fall 2015 for exercise, and I had discovered that I was able to very thoroughly process my emotions during my runs. Running and listening to evocative music, I encountered powerful emotions on a regular basis. Most predominant was sadness. In fact, I became pretty used to breaking down into tears on runs as I processed sadness over all sorts of loss, change, regrets, and worries about the future. I remember during this time, sometimes I got worried or irritated by all the sadness I was encountering on my runs. I had so much sadness to process. Why was I sad all the time? Was there something wrong with me? But to the best of my ability, I just kept feeling and processing the sadness without judging it, and in the process, I learned, I grew, and I changed my reality. I'll tell you more about that after explaining the three components of the learn, grow, and change manifesting model. Now, Learning, of course, is the first component of this manifesting model, and that requires simply feeling and processing your emotions. Emotions serve as a thermometer reading, telling us whether or not our beliefs are capable of manifesting reality as we desire and whether or not our engagement with reality is adequate for the experiences we desire. Feelings are powerful feedback about our beliefs and engagement alerting us to what needs our attention and how. When we feel and process our emotions, we unlock a wealth of self-awareness and personal growth opportunities. It's like having a personal guidebook to navigate through life's challenges. Now, it's crucial to remember that no emotion is inherently good or bad. Each emotion carries its own wisdom teaching us valuable lessons about the capability of our beliefs and the adequacy of our engagement with life. When we resist or ignore our emotions, we deny ourselves the chance to learn those lessons. So it's very important to create a safe space within ourselves where we can explore, feel, and process our emotions. Learning from our feelings enables us to make the best possible decisions about what to change when life is painful. We learn what areas of our lives are being sabotaged by incapable inherited beliefs, beliefs not aligned with our desires and aspirations. Our emotions act as invaluable feedback about our beliefs and our engagement, of which parts of our life aren't aligned with our desires. It's important to note. That feeling and processing painful emotions doesn't make them more real than they already are, nor does it mean you'll invite more of them into your life. In fact, not feeling and processing painful emotions is what makes them real because then they stick around. Emotions stick around in our body until they're processed. All right, on to the second component, where we grow. Now, growing is the second part of this manifesting model. And that involves growing our beliefs and the ways we're engaging in accord with what we've learned from our emotions. As we learn from our emotions by feeling and processing them, we begin to recognize the breadcrumb trails they lead they leave these trails back to their source, which is, of course, incapable beliefs and or inadequate ways of engaging. Those breadcrumb trails lead us right to the sources of our pain, and they direct us where we can take proactive steps to create positive change. With this feedback, we can take action to grow our beliefs and ways of engaging. Taking action means intentionally growing our beliefs into greater alignment with our desired versions of reality. Taking action also means intentionally using methods of engaging that keep us focused on changing our inner world as our primary means of changing our outer world. Painful feelings always illuminate where change is necessary, whether it's setting boundaries, pursuing new opportunities, or letting go of toxic relationships, our emotions guide us towards the actions that will lead to personal growth. By actively following through on what we learn, we begin to manifest a life that aligns with our values and aspirations. The beauty of learning from our own feelings and taking aligned actions is that it employs our emotions properly as a feedback loop. Before moving on to the last section, change, let's focus just a bit more on action or follow through. When life gets painful, action is not something you have to take, it's something you get to take. Without action, what we learn from our feelings remains untapped potential. It's like having a map, but not taking a single step. Towards the destination. Action is the bridge between where we are and where we want to be. Of course, the action we're talking about here is one, manifesting reality more intentionally by growing our beliefs, two, engaging with reality more intentionally by aligning ourselves with our opportunities each day, and three, engaging with reality more intentionally by using more effective techniques designed to help us do that. All of those things and more I've covered extensively on this podcast. In fact, my first three live podcasts beginning in February covered those three actions specifically, and my books also walk you through this. Action is the catalyst that transforms knowledge into wisdom. We can read 100 books on swimming, but it's only by getting in the water and practicing the strokes that we truly learn how to swim. It's the same with personal growth. We must actively engage with our feelings and put our insights into practice if we wish to see change. Now, Change is the third component of this manifesting model. Our reality changes. The world outside us, when we allow this change to occur after learning from our feelings and growing our practices, we find that our outside world always mirrors those changes. Our inner world actually serves as a blueprint for our outer world. Because our beliefs manifest the form, function, meaning, and value of material reality, By changing our beliefs and our ways of engaging, our reality changes. When our beliefs about abundance and possibility, for example, serve us, we attract opportunities and manifest a reality that reflects those beliefs. On the other hand, when our beliefs are incapable and our engagement inadequate, we find ourselves stuck manifesting versions of reality that both reveal and reinforce such beliefs. These changes in our reality are not something we have to make happen either. They happen naturally and of their own accord. When we're doing the footwork, all we have to do is allow changes to occur. The connection between our inner and outer worlds is not linear or one-sided. It's a dynamic interplay, a constant feedback loop. Just as changes within ourselves manifest in our external reality, the experiences and circumstances we encounter in the outer world also have an impact on our inner selves. Our outer world acts as a mirror reflecting back to us the lessons we need to learn And the areas where further growth is possible through the feelings our reality or our external world produces. In this way, every moment provides us with more opportunities to learn, grow, and change. How about that? And now I want to tell you a bit more about what my sadness has taught me. How I've grown and how my reality has changed because of it. I've learned that sadness is an emotion that I have a higher propensity to stuff or not feel in the moment. Sadness, like any feeling, is feedback about the capability of my beliefs, and the adequacy of my engagement with life. It's just that sadness, for whatever reason, is feedback I'm less comfortable with than other forms. So it has a higher potential to go unprocessed and when that happens, take up residence in my body, which makes sadness an emotion with greater potential to build up, which is why I was always processing it so often during my runs and why I still encounter it regularly. I continue to grow based on what sadness teaches me. I still don't enjoy the feedback, but I understand today that it's okay to be sad, that it's normal and human to be sad because life really does involve changes and loss and much of it unwanted. Sadness doesn't mean I'm inadequate and it doesn't mean that I'm weak. And I've even learned to feel and process sadness more in the moment, rather than avoiding it and processing it later. Now, how has all this changed my reality? I'm much more present now during moments of loss and transition, scary times, which makes me more available to those around me during those times. And... By being present during such moments, I experience far less worry because I'm inevitably already doing something about the situation I'm involved, and I have way less regret too because my involvement was much more authentic and intentional. We want to thank you for sharing your time with me today and for joining me in this discussion. My intent is to help you make the most of your time because there is nothing more valuable. Before we go, as a reminder, please join my Facebook manifesting group today so we can continue this discussion. Each month in my group, I share exclusive content with you content about my life, my manifesting, my engagement with reality, content that's available nowhere else. So I'd love to have you join us. The link is in the description of this podcast or video. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of value to you. Thank you for giving that to me. I never take that for granted. I appreciate it so much. So until we get to meet up again, I hope you decide to make the most of your time, and I will do likewise.